0: We're going to serrah serra. Okay, Sarah Sarah, whatever will be, will be. Welcome to episode 270. That's two seven it's zero. It's the Ines Late Nights. Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Juder. Delighted to be joined by the ENS Wolves reporter himself holding a beer in his hand. Is it a Portuguese beer in your hand? No, it's uh, a Czech beer. A Czech beer in your hand at 11.51pm. Mr Liam Keane. Liam, how's it going? Bebe? Well, considering Wolves won tonight, Yay! It's it's going
1: alright, mate. It's going alright. Um, we've been fed, we've been watered. Oh, and have we? <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a late night, late night potty. It's been it's been a while. We've uh,
0: we've 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 been snacks have come in for us from the from the players' room. We've got pudding. What have you had?
1: Well, I didn't really I didn't really eat it. You inhaled, I, I inhaled it. it. You inhaled it, some
0: haven't? beautiful chocolate pudding with chocolate some mousse. cookies, cookies on top. Unbelievable. Uh, Fruit uh, salad. Beef ragu. Beef ragu. I had sushi. Oh, it's unbelievable, mate. Beer each. We need to record every week here, don't we? We're living our best lives, mate. <laughs> <I> mean, Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. I don't get fed like this at home. Actually, I think there's a steward who's going to come up and come and see that. I think there are a couple of meals short, I think, at the moment <laughs> <laughs> in the players' dressing room. I'll check him out. Hey, look, they've worked hard tonight. We've worked hard, so it's all good. We always work hard. Thank you very much, Max Fitzgerald, sorting us out. Um, right, let's get on with the show. Um, so much to talk about. Let's let's go over let's go over the game tonight quickly. Let's, eh? do it. let's go over the game tonight quickly. One 0 not great, but what a fantastic ending! It's uh, there's a lot of different reasons why this was an important win. Look, we're not. No one's going to watch that back again. However, just talk to me about about the Triari goal because what what a lovely way to finish! And you know, for someone who's just come into the club, who's trying to establish himself and try and get his way into this this first team and playing regularly, he's just about done it recently. What a, what a fantastic finish from the young lad.
1: It was the icing on top of a very shoddy cake <laughs> very,
0: very shoddy cake <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah, look wolves weren't um they weren't particularly at the races uh, I get particularly against a uh, you know a weakened young lead side. but we got a really lovely moment, as you've just alluded to. um Bubukkar is a player who's very young um doesn't speak English, he's currently doing lessons. The players that were able to communicate with him The staff that were able to communicate to him Are trying to sort of integrate him into the team And he's quite sort of shy and uh, unassuming And um, and he scored an absolute peach from 25 oh. yards or so And um, yeah, it was a beautiful goal uh, In front of the South Bank Man, goes wild He runs over to the bench He almost didn't know what to do really with the celebration No Runs it over to the bench Neves is leading the charge of several players on the bench that mob him. Steve Davis, uh, James Collins are going mad. Tony Roberts going mad all on the the sidelines. Well, yeah,
0: no one wanted bloody penalties. Everyone's going mad. (laughs) Uh,
1: At least of all me and you. I was on the pitch, mate. I didn't (laughs) want penalties. I was like, please, no, I can't go through that. Uh, Especially with Neves coming off. Mm. Um, So it was just a lovely moment. And, of course, it gives Wolves a win that will do wonders for confidence. It will help... The team to add only their fourth <laughs> victory of the season um, from what 16 games it was. Um, so, yeah, they, they needed that, and it was really nice for him and that moment because he's a player that we've watched over the last few weeks who is a bit haphazard, he's a bit chaotic, and a little bit all, all over the place at times, but then also very energetic, very aggressive, full throttle, gives everything on the pitch. Um, when he does win the ball back he actually gets Wolves moving and gets Wolves going forward which he did in the second half at Brentford quite a lot recently Um, and he's very raw rough around the edges but he's a player that is learning a player that's getting there and a player that I'm actually quite excited to see what he could become under again and and some real
0: intense detailed coaching who? who's that guy? (laughs) Lopatija who? (laughs) We'll be coming on to him uh, very, very shortly. The big man. Just uh, just talking about the implications of that game, Liam. Of course, they're going to be in the hat for the next round, which, while you'll be listening to this, uh, will be later this evening after the Manchester United against Aston Villa match. But going into the next round, Liam, which is going to be before Boxing Day, so they will have an earlier start than than, um, what some Premier League clubs will do. We talk about a cup run, and look, from a priority point of view this season this is at the back, this is the back burner. You know, we all know what the, the main aim for Lopetiggi coming in is. However, wins breed confidence. And when you get to the latter stages of the tournament, as I've just said before, I think prior, Wolves could almost fall over into a quarter final here if they get the right draw. And then you never, ever know, do you? And look, we've, we've missed a cup run, really, for a few years. And if they can get something, get deep into this competition, get wins, get that... Team ethic, get that mentality going, get the crowd back on side with them. This this you never know, it could be absolutely fantastic.
1: It doesn't matter what competition it is. Wolves could be playing in the Texaco trophy. And as long as
0: long as they get a win, it doesn't matter. I've covered some intertoto <laughs> cup games in my time, by the way. So yeah, yeah exactly. But
1: it it makes absolutely no difference. If they're winning a game, mm-hmm. it's gonna breed confidence and that good feeling, the positivity, particularly doing it at home in front of your own yep. fans. Um, it doesn't
0: make a difference what competition it is. And, and look, Everton out, Arsenal are out tonight, Crystal Palace are out tonight, Spurs are out tonight, West Ham are out tonight. You know, Liverpool have played the kids and just about got a 3-2 win on penalties. City, not Chelsea, out, out not they? Chelsea are out yeah. tonight. So, look, you know, there's some big clubs all of a sudden. Yeah. There's maybe two or three left. You know, Villa will probably play pretty strong tomorrow night. You don't know what, Man United are going to play oh, sorry, tonight. So it's... Um, this is a competition that could quite quickly, as we've seen in previous years, open up for certain teams, if you take it seriously. I feel like Wolves... Fair play to Steve Davis, because you look at that team, you look at Arsenal coming on Saturday, which of course is a priority, and you don't know whether to stick or twist. And to be fair, he's gone stronger than maybe what I think a lot of people thought tonight. Well, he have gone 60% strong. He's kept a lot of his back four. I'd say he's more kept than that, his, to be honest. Maybe yeah, 70%, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously Geddes played on, on Saturday, you know, you've you've got um Huang playing, so yes, Pedenz was resting, and a couple of others, but it's the perfect scenario really. You know, they've got through ninety minutes, they haven't had to go to penalties, they've won the game by hook or by crook, and a lot of the players, some of those players have either come off early or they're rested or they've come from the bench. So actually, from a night's work, that could not have gone, okay, performance aside, any better really.
1: and it is because they've won the game that we can say that, really, isn't it? But um but you're right, yeah, look, it, I, Davis, Collins, Tony Roberts, they've um, hit the nail on the head and, and smashed it out of the park, if you will, because they've got minutes into players like Ronan, Hodge, um, of course 8 Norry actually, which is one we probably didn't expect to say, but Bueno's been playing ahead of him, so a player like that as well. Sarkic, of course, in goal. They've got minutes into these kind of players. They've got the, the win. They've been able to take a player like Ruben Eves off towards the end, uh, as well as a couple others. And... They should be in a good position to to take on what's a very difficult challenge in Arsenal on Saturday. So, um, <laughs> it's it all come together pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's it's a a pretty good night's work, albeit as we've already said, the performance left a little bit to be desired uh, for the most part. But look, they got they got through it. Um, they're through to the next round. As you already say, that'll be the week commencing the nineteenth. So it'll be the twentieth or twenty first of December. Lopitiki, who we're going to come on to, is uh, that'll be his first game in charge, which means in terms of you know Wolves making a, a go at it this year in the Cup, they'll be well up for that game, won't they? And if they get through that, they're in a great position, aren't they?
0: Yeah, great great for him to come, to come in and straight into a Cup game. And, and they're going away for some warm-weather training. They're going to have a couple of behind-closed-doors uh, games, you would have thought. And then they can come in, and before the Everton game on Boxing Day, you've got a... Obviously an important game, but a good game to see. Hopefully at home, hopefully in front of a, a full house welcoming Lopetegui. I'm sure it will be if it's a home game. That there'll be a, will be full to see that, um, and hopefully some progression as well. So it, it's it's really important this game tonight. And um, I think they, we could maybe look back on this game and the, these these games that probably for 82 minutes were absolutely dreadful, and think, well, that was a massive goal. Hopefully in this season, so great. Uh, we mentioned him. The new manager. The big we, man. we, had, uh, we had an early podcast last week, so we haven't, we haven't really talked about it yet. We've done a little bit on video, but, uh, well, you can say how it's pronounced first because there's a little bit of a differentiation at the moment. So how are we pronouncing Mr. Lopatigi?
1: Uh, we, we still don't know, mate. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we've had some people... T- and by the way, uh, both sides of the coin here have come from very reputable places, so okay. this is why we're confused. Some people saying it's Yulin. Okay. Some people saying Julan. Okay. Lopatigi up a Teggy, that's another question. Right. I've seen, a, there is a YouTube video for some reason that is dedicated to pronouncing his name and it says Teggy, not Teggy. So that's, I'm expecting and hoping Wolves are going to put a video out, of, a social media video that just says, Mikey Burrows to Julian uh, how do you say your name? Okay. Not like they did with Bruno. If they, if they if they don't, we're in trouble.
0: Okay, so we're going to we're gonna go Julian are we for now?
1: Uh, yeah, we'll go with that for now.
0: So, look, it's an appointment that needed to happen. Of course... You know, what's what's gone is gone now. What's happened? You know, Bruno's gone. They didn't replace him. What was cryingly obvious was that they needed to replace him quickly. They needed to get someone in. They could not go into November, December without a coach. Wolves put that statement out that they might not be looking until 2023, but I think recent results, um, there was a necessity to a point. And look, it's happened. They've been patient and it's worked. It's paid off. And they've got probably the... I would say arguably the most high-profile manager the club's ever had in their history coming in. Which just shows the pull of this club still. A club, let's be honest, who's joined bottom of the Premier League at this moment in time. Now, to get someone of that stature and to bring in the backroom staff that he has can only be great for Wolves for me and also devastating for the teams around them. Because for me, this appointment personally takes me from thinking, Wolverhampton Wanderers at this moment in time are going down, to I'm very confident that Wolverhampton Wanderers will stay up. Now, I know it's not as simple as that, but getting someone like him in is a huge coup for this this football club. And credit, let's be honest, because they've got some criticism as well, and quite rightly so, but credit to those above that they've got this over the line.
1: Yeah, and it it almost fell into their laps a little bit, didn't it? Because he... um in some ways changed his mind and, and sort of approached, approached them to make it happen. Look, Wolves, at the same time, were also eager um, and willing to bring a coach in before 2023, despite that statement. But that statement was really to give Steve Davis and the players a bit of continuity. And um, they did actively stop looking uh, in, in that short period of time um, with a, you know an eye to, to make an appointment. And of course, Lopetigi, um arrived... With a nice bow on top and, uh, and they've got their man Third time of asking uh, and Great I, pedigree I, I completely agree I think it, it has to go down as one of In terms of arriving at Wolves as a ready-made manager One of the highest profile appointments in the club's history um, he comes in as a former Spain manager Real Madrid manager Sevilla winning the Europa League cool. there he's got exceptional pedigree and and people, some people will point to of course he didn't last particularly long um, at Spain it was a, a couple of years only a few months at Real Madrid but he's a kind of manager that's very highly thought of um, and he comes in and, he, and, you'll, and you'll see the, the respect that the players will have for him, for him straight away and in no disrespect to, to, to Bruno Large but Jun Lopetegui comes in as a manager where there's a lot more confidence initially with him arriving because because he's been there and done it. Um you can also l- look to him leaving Sevilla and and why that happened, but there's a lot of mitigating factors there in terms of they sold a lot of his best players, didn't provide him with the, you know, the replacements he needed. Um and it broke down there in quite a sad way because I think he him and and the club sort of there was a mutual love there. And he arrives now at Wolves 6 years on after they almost got him. It's it's a mm. It's weird how things work out and I think it's an excellent appointment and it's one that should excite fans. Um, the problem is he you could probably give Pep Guardiola this squad at the moment without an out-and-out fit striker with a threat of scoring goals you're not going to get many res- results. They've got a lot of work to do in January as well alongside bringing him in but he's got all this time to work now with, with the players once they come back from some holidays once the players from the World Cup arrive back as well um, he's got a lot of time to to turn it around.
0: Make no mistake, this winter World Cup is an absolute godsend for Wolverhampton Wanderers in this 100%, 100%. Premier League. It could not have come at a better time. We can all moan and groan about winter schedules, and and you know it's going to be when they get back, it's going to be all crushed into a short period of time and fatigue. For Wolverhampton Wanderers, our every single Premier League club. All twenty of them, I guarantee you, wolves are going to benefit the most from this. It couldn't. It's absolutely a blessing in disguise. And to get him in, will be at the press com. You'll be at the press conference on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be. But, but um, to get him in on Monday, backroom staff are already here, of course, which we'll go on to in a minute. And to have him in place for those six weeks in the World Cup, to have him. Take, get, taking warm weather back in Spain and, and having his players there to work with them privately, to get used to them, to get to know them, to get to know the club, to have two games, to come back and have a game here before the the big game starts on Boxing Day is absolutely huge. And Liam, for, from my point of view and the confidence that I've got in, in Lopetegui and, and turning this club around, and yes... Talk about striker, but just generally, you know, Lopetegui had more than one choice. There were more than, we already know, there were other Premier League sides on the table that were interested in having him. I'm sure across the world, across the continent, there were other people. He didn't have to take this job. Yes, he was in discussions, but, you know, look, he could have turned around and gone, I'm going to wait a little bit more, I'm going to wait six months, I could get, in inverted commas, another big club. The fact that he's taken this job is, one, credit to Wolves, but, two, makes me very excited because... He will have some prerequisites, and he will have some. He will have some ideas, and he will not be. He's not going to. He's not going to be told, right? This is your squad. You're taking it. He's going to have some money to spend. You'd have thought in January, for certain, for him to be able to accept this job, and that's what they need. They need some fresh impetus. Steve Davis talked about it last weekend, saying that they need some more quality in this squad, and I feel with the type of gravitas that lopatigi has, that that's only going to attract. Grade A players because you can sell them the dream, England, Premier League, but with maybe a relatively unknown manager. When you've got Lopatigi there, there's that aura about you, and that's huge for this football club in January, which is a huge month for them.
1: He's no mug, is he? Look, he's not going to be arriving at Wolves thinking, oh, this is the squad I've got to use until the end of the season. Um, and if it was, he would not have taken the job. Look, it's glaringly obvious this squad needs some additions, uh, particularly up front and um and he'll be arriving with with the knowledge that he'll be able to able to do that. Look, are they going to go out and spend 100 plus million in January? I would hedge my bets and say probably not, because, you know, particularly after spending spend 113 mil or so uh in the summer, but additions will need to be made, changes will need to be made to the squad. He'll have rain to to do that and he'll have a scope of keeping this this club up and then building on the second half of the season for next season. Um, and if Wolves can achieve that first bit uh, initially, stay in the league, they've got a really good opportunity of building something here. And I think there is that sort of feeling at the training ground now that they, there is an opportunity to build something, and they're quite excited to to have him in the door. Um, as you say, yeah, he's going to be here um, on Friday. He's flying in. Uh, he'll be in attendance at the at Monty for the game on Saturday against Arsenal. Um, his first press conference, which I've been very graciously invited to, but you've been left off the list. Wow, Um, how dare you? (laughs) His uh, his first press conference is is the Monday, the 14th, which is his official start date in the role. Um, But then, of course, a lot of the players will be going off. Some will be going to the World Cup, the rest of them will be going on holiday. So he'll be sort of, it'll be a fleeting visit it'll be going off again mm. and then coming back once the players are back um, but him and his staff will be working in the meantime of course they've all been over here for tonight's game um, against Leeds as well um, and sort of getting themselves organised and in the building and then it'll all be all hands to the pump let's go let's, let's make something happen
0: are you, I mean, you know, I've given my opinion of, of what I've scene and, and how I feel with the appointment, but how do you feel as you know a journalist but also you know, a Wolves fan of, of the appointment? Do you think it needed to be made and and is this as excited as you've been since? You know, you've been a fan for a, for a managerial appointment.
1: Uh, I think it has to be, it has to be, because he comes in with the pedigree. Uh, it's absolutely no disrespect to Steve Davis because he's a, a person who loves this club, has put a hell of a lot of work into it um, and has worked... His socks off, considering the number of staff they've had in the last five weeks as well. Um, he's been excellent. Um, there's nothing against him, but Wolves had to make an appointment. Mm. They, of course, got rebuffed by Lopetigi originally, but then also by Michael Beale. we um, left him quite not a sticky... Not gone st- too well, Mikey. Has <laughs> it son?
0: Sorry, not
1: uh, to get that in. Yeah, I suppose. That's what happens when you're disingenuous, isn't it? Mm.
0: Um, and More about that in another podcast. <laughs>
1: and, uh, and, yeah, look, I, they needed to... They need to do something. It slightly fell into the lap, of course, in turn, as I say already, with He sort of changing his mind and, and being eager to take the job on, but they had to make it work and they have. They've now got to build from this good feeling that is going to be around the club with him coming in and build around the kind of players that. At the moment, some are, some aren't performing. But you've mm. got the likes of Neves, who's been excellent. Then you've got players like Gedez, Nunes. These are the kind of players that mm. he's got to get playing now and get into a system that is going to get the best out of them. And he's, he's got the pedigree to do it. You have to be excited, and I'm, I'm intrigued as what he's going to be like as a, as a person to work with, of course, because we we work with him fairly close as well.
0: Absolutely, I'm intrigued that you've mentioned those two players, Gedez and Nunes, and I, I completely agree that those are two of of you know, I, I, quite a few players I think who they need to find something from. Um, a lot from to be honest. If let's say they, those players start playing and performing well, and performing like we've seen in previous clubs, is that credit to Lopetegui for getting them getting it out of them, or do you look at the players and go, "Wow, you, you, you see, you were really downing tools to a certain extent, and and all of a sudden you've got a manager maybe who you respect a little bit more, or or maybe you've got a little bit more gravitas, and and, and I'm playing, i playing for you. So what, what do you do? Do you do you give, do you give the coach credit? You know. Have they been just, you know, is it, is it just genuinely that they didn't really click with the previous manager? Or do you think it's more than that? Or is it an ability thing?
1: It's, it's both. It's both. Look, y- you have to give the, the manager credit if he is, is, is able to do it, because he's got it out of them. At the same time, they've both got it. We know, we know they've both got it. They're not fooling anyone. And Nunes, to his credit, aside from the game at Brentford when he came off injured, where he didn't look interested at all before his injury, he's actually been... I think, put a lot of effort in. And I think he's been trying b- trying a little bit too hard, actually, yeah. at times. Um, and
0: maybe a little bit confused with his position as exactly. well. Exactly. I don't think he's
1: been utilised in the best way. Um, Gedez, we spoke about him a lot on here. I don't want to put him down too much, but he's been diabolical. For- <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I'm getting that as a sound
0: clip. That's not a lie. I'm not going to put him too much, but he's been diabolical.
1: That's not, not lie. He's been absolutely <laughs> awful. Yeah. Um, and frankly, his, his uh, body language and attitude has been, mm. from what we've seen on the pitch, really poor... Mm. For the most part Not yeah. all the time But for yeah. the most part yeah. um, But we know They've both got it We know they've both got it As, mm. as players So You don't it, spend How much be, Between them Nearly 70 million quid It was 38 Initially on Nunes It was 27 and a half Initially on Geddes.
0: Yeah So nearly 70 million quid 65, 66 million pounds For two players Who have got a goal between them and a handful of okay appearances. And look, yes, it
1: is going to be credit to Lopatiki if he can get it out of them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: At the same time, this is always the case when a manager goes and all of a sudden the team turns it on. It doesn't look great on the players. No. And again, at the same time, no one's going to care Uh, if if Wolves start to get get results and if they start performing. And to be honest... We probably won't care that much, because they're going to be performing and doing what we know they can do, and the team will be getting results as a result of it, Mm -hmm. so who cares? But in the short term, it it, it won't be a good look, and we'll be sat here thinking, where's this been all all along?
0: Um, In terms of players whose stock might go up, I know there's a few questions, or or some stock might fall. Look, a new manager comes in, he will always have... He'll also have the main players. You know the main players. He'll you know, obviously you know his, Ruben Neves very well. He'll know right at like, the back of his hand. He'll know a lot of these key players: Jose Sarr, Adam and Know what they can do. But I just wonder, like, there's always a, one or two players who come from nowhere, who a manager likes, who, who's brought in, or a couple of players who you think are key, and they fade away. Do you know? Do you, do you feel that it could be good or bad for anyone from the system he's played previously? Um, when he comes in, you think a player might do very well. The, the one I, would, I, I was thinking about was Adama Traore. Just from the certain... I know he's got his place back here, but, of course, free agent at the end of the season. We all know he can talk to clubs from January. But I don't I don't think there's... I don't think by any means that he's nailed on leaving this football club. And if he can be a key player, if Lopetegui wants to make him a huge player in this team... Then you never know. Obviously, the Spain, you know, the Spain connection as well. It's could someone like that, and someone I feel like he needs a lot of love sometimes. And you know, you look to a player and you look to a manager. And I feel like you know, with Nuno, sometimes he had that connection when he when he was you know when he was playing with Giotto alongside and Raúl in the middle. Is someone like him going to make a real difference with Lapetegi coming?
1: It, it really could. It's difficult to say with a lot of the senior players because you need to. You, you, there's always some surprises mm. and, you and the one thing you don't want is someone who's been well established in the side all of a sudden he's not fancied by the mm. new manager and it's very possible it could happen. Um, in terms of this, the system it's fairly similar what he's played to what Wolves are doing at the moment so I think it'll be a natural fit um, and, and it'll be a fairly seamless transition albeit the tactics will be different of course. Um, the one thing I have been I mean I suppose it's towards the end of his severe uh, career but people were who watched Sevilla at the time, were quite fairly critical of it being quite conservative. So I think that might be a little bit of a concern on my part as to how exciting the football would be. But again, I I can only judge it when he's here, really. Um, But I think it's a fair assumption to say that, look, if you can put your arm around Adama Traore, he's a player that we know needs that arm around him as well, Mm. because several managers have said it. Get your arm around him, explain to him how important he is to the side. And you can make something happen there, Mm. without a doubt. One player I'd like to pick out as well is, and I would say he's the kind of player that you'd be excited to see what happens regardless of which manager comes in, is Daniel Okay. My my reasoning for that is it could go one or two ways with him. It could. It could really go one or two ways. I think he's the kind of intelligent footballer who's uh, versatile, that if you can find the position that suits him best, which my argument is potentially out wide Mm -hmm. suits him best, um, he can become a real player in this side. At the same time, he's the kind of player that once he falls out of favor, you can't get him back. <laughs> and, and if you don't get him back and you don't get him playing for you, he's going he's to struggle. So i will be really keen to see how he gets on um, over the, well, the next few months, really, because it will take
0: that, that amount of time mm. to really get a gauge on, on where the players are. Um, a couple of the players I'm going to mention very quickly. I think it'll be very interesting and look, it depends when he comes back. but Pedro Neto. Could yeah. be huge uh, for this club in the close, you know, the business end of the season. We don't know exactly when he's going to be back. We're thinking potentially February, let's say, or, or but he's gonna he's gonna be a big part, and it's to interesting to see how Lopetegui manages him. And two Spanish defenders. Uh, look, Johnny came off with an injury today. We don't know how serious it is. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But let's be honest, he's had a really poor season this year. Mm. He's lost his way a little bit, whether it's right back or left back. He looks a yard shorter pace. We all know the serious injuries that he's had with his knee. Making errors that never used to make. He used to be one of the most dependable 6-7 out of 10s you were ever going to get at left-back. The Spanish connection, I wonder, I just wonder whether, I think that would be very important to see how that goes. And of course, someone who's just come into the side, in a youngster, again, in a Spanish and brilliant, in, in Hugo Bueno, who's playing at left-back, doing great, but... He's just got in and whether he, whether he's going to keep his place is interesting whether he goes back to a bit more experience or he, he keeps the, the young kid in who's been doing great, who's, who's playing ahead of Johnny and ahead of Ryan Aknori. So um, it's fascinating really to see what he does there as well.
1: If I'm Hugo Bueno, I, I'm i really confused. I'm very confused. Because one part of he's like, right, there's a, a great pedigree, a yeah. Spanish manager coming in, yeah. I'm brilliant. <laughs> yeah. At the same time the one guy who trusted him to play in week yes, in week out is yeah. going back to <laughs> <manage> the under-18s. <laughs> <Into> the 18s. <laughs> so I'd be sat there thinking, I might not play again to the end of the season. <laughs> I might be playing for the under-21s the rest yeah. of the year. Um, at the same time, look, the, the the coaches that and the backroom staff that have been here, Lopetegui has been watching training, he's been watching games, he's, you know, he's aware of what's happening with Wolves at the moment, he's aware of who's playing and who's not, who's playing well, who's playing not. Uh, not so well, rather. Um, so he'll know Bueno's influence and, and his impact in the last few weeks, and he'll be able to make a decision on, on mm. whether he plays and how much he plays. Um, I would like to see him keep. It. I know there's a massive World Cup break in between, but I'd like to see him keep his place until he doesn't deserve to keep it anymore. I think that's only fair. Uh, I think he's been one of Wolves' standout players the last few weeks. Not that there was much competition, unfortunately, <laughs> but I think he's, I think he's been pretty good. So um, hopefully that bodes well for him. But you have to be confused. With with Johnny, um, he's been awful, hasn't he? Let's be honest, he's been really poor. Um, which is strange because he, he's he's playing now like a player who has struggled coming back from injury. But at the time when he did come out from injury last season, so he, was, he was brilliant. He was yeah. scoring goals. So yeah. um, I don't I don't think it's an injury thing because of that reasoning. I think it's uh, confidence. It's a form. Um, I think he probably wants to be playing on the left. And um, and he put, again, is another player you probably need to put your arm around him and and console him a little bit. And I think Lopatigi being being a countryman of his and being a respected manager, is probably going to bode well for him.
0: Lopatigi will have a new team around him. You mentioned that they're already here, or the majority are already here and watched the game tonight, took the game in. Visited Compton, met the players, got used to the facilities, the surroundings, been to the Manda Centre for Burger King. I'm apparently. sure they have, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they have. Primark. Uh, Primarni. Uh, so, who are they and uh, where have they come from? I feel like a game show. <laughs> oh, I, where you come from. Uh, well, I won't go through that
1: whole, uh, the, 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 the whole list. No, who are the men who are in? Um, so, Pablo Sanz is coming in as the assistant. He's been everywhere with, with Lopetegui. Um his whole managerial career he's been with him at every single stage um, so no surprise to see him coming in um, we've got Juan Vicente Pinedo wow butchered that no that was pretty good was it? that's pretty good well that's uh, Juan uh, <laughs> um, and Edu Rubio who? <laughs> coming in as first team coaches um, Edu Rubio is an interesting one I mean uh, he, obviously he's worked with Pinedo before I believe mm. but uh, Edu Rubio is an interesting one because um, he's got experience in English football yeah. he's uh, up until taking this job he's been uh, a coach for west Ham women interesting um but he's not had a, sort of any major high profile jobs really in terms of men 's english football um but of course he's got you know experience of being in this yeah, country course, yeah. so i think he'll it would be interesting what he adds um You've got a couple of fitness coaches, which we're waiting to sort of get the, the names of and backgrounds for at the moment. Um, but then the one that everyone's talking about... These everyone is talking about. <laughs> which I'm going to try and pronounce as best I can. Here we go, wait hey, for we, it. You ready? One second, one second. First name's pretty easy. Go on. Fran. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs> garagaza. Garagaza, okay. Okay, I've gone for that. Yeah. I, hope uh, I hope it's not Garagatha. Yeah, I was going to say Gatha. G-
0: I was going to say Gatha.
1: Garagatha. But well, I'm not English, so Garagaza. Okay. Um... So he's coming in and straight away, mm-hmm. all the fans assume that he's coming in as... Well, actually, there was also a report uh, overseas that was incorrect saying that he was coming in as a sporting director. So it's not just the fans' fault. He was, was coming a, as a sporting director. As a sporting director. So it's not just the fans' fault. Someone incorrectly said it as well. Um, so why were we they thinking that? Because he was sporting director at IBAR, a Spanish club, for 10 years, uh, 2011 to 2021. Good math to very
0: good.
1: Uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was born director there. Um, Do well by all accounts. Did a very good job. I think he's very uh, recruitment focused and um, sort of worked well under the financial constraints there and was quite well respected. There's a quite a good art, um, interview with him in the Guardian that people have been reading and linking alongside my tweets talking about him recently uh, from a couple of years ago. I think it was so um, so. Yeah, brings a you know a decent bit of pedigree in. Um, so where to differentiate? why he's not a sporting director and what his role is actually going to be. Uh, We'll get the formal uh, name or title rather, sorry, job title. Um, Potentially by the time this podcast comes out, maybe Friday morning, the next day or two, we're going to get his official title. Um, But what he's doing is he's coming in as part of the backroom staff. So he's not coming in as um, someone that Wolves were appointing themselves because the manager that comes in makes the decision on who the backroom staff are, so it's not as someone that Wolves were pointing above the backroom staff. He comes in as part of the team okay. initially. Uh, that's the plan, and the idea is that he'll be a bit of a link between Wolves and the hierarchy. He will do various jobs. That, you know, hopefully, find out a bit more, but that'll include sort of team scouting. Young player scouting, it'll work in terms of the football side of things. Uh, a lot of technical work on the football side of things, um, but he's not a sporting director. He's not been appointed um, to the to the hierarchy of, of the club. He's coming in very much as Lopetegui's man that he wants to bring in as part of the, the backroom team, um, and that's going to be his role.
0: So, in terms of recruitment, obviously Lopetegui will have his say. Of course, he will do. Will. Will, he, will will this guy be involved as well yeah, in that you, in that process, you'd, you'd, or is it is it basically Lopetegui, Scott Sellers, uh, Jeff Shee? Matt Hobbs, Matt yeah. Hobbs? Uh, no,
1: you would expect he would do because okay. he's got he he, he brings the, those kind of experiences from from his you know his his career so far. Like he's not someone who's been a first team manager, a first team coach elsewhere. That's not his background. His background has been as a sports and director, so he'll bring those kind of things to the table. But in a backroom staff role, that he's going to include. Scouting, looking mm. ahead to um, you know, opposition, scouting, all that kind of stuff. Um so yeah, of course, you know, he'll be Lopatigi will be depending on working with him as well. And for my money, I mean we have to see what it's like in practice, of course, but for my money it seems like a, a fairly sensible thing to do because Lopatigi has got, for want of a better phrase, someone else in his corner to fights for the kind of players he wants Um, because we know how it uh, it works at Wolves it's Mm. a committee style Jeff She has the final decision but of course they work with with Mm. George Mendes and Guestifute Scott Sellers is part of the committee style Matt Hobbs is part of the committee style system they all have a say all have an input and a final decision is then made Um, but to have someone else alongside him Lopati you have 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 having Garagaza alongside him is going to work to his advantage you would imagine Um, and it brings someone in who's got experience of of bringing players through. Um, perhaps we'll see an influx of uh, Segunda Division players wow. <laughs> to players arriving at the club, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think um, that, that, that's where his, his role is. Um, they'll he, be taking advantage of the connections. I mean, they'll have to, they surely. Have, well, of course not. I mean, what, they'd be stupid not to, wouldn't mm. they? They'd be stupid not to. Um, and I think, yeah, it's going to, I think, a, a sensible decision to add a bit of a link between sort of the football side of things and the hierarchy, um, and then we've got to see how it works in practice, really. And of course, we'll ask
0: La all about that as well when we when we speak to him. Good stuff. Shall we take some questions? Let's do it. Let's do some questions. Here we go. Um, first one: Seth, from Andy Robin says, "Do you and Liam Keane star uh, get nervous when meeting a new manager to see how they're likely to be with the media? Basically, will there be another Nuno or a bit more forthcoming?"
1: Uh, no, not nerves, no, but it is. Um, you are excited to see how it's going to work. It is always exciting when you work with someone new, particularly that we're going to be working quite closely with someone who you know has worked at the top level. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's it's yeah, we're looking forward to to it. But he, look, we can't lie, it's easier for us when the manager is more forthcoming and of open. Of course, because Nuno, for all of his um,
0: success at Wolves. And his faults. <laughs> he was, and, um, um, uh, you know, we, we bonded over the five years he yeah, was Yeah, I'm sure I'm you sure. did you all good mates with weren't <laughs> you? <laughs> no, um, it was... A, look, he was, he was definitely better to us than others, let's oh, be honest. yeah, because, yeah. And uh, look, he had his run-ins with a few of us as well, uh, but he was divisive, he was hard work, but when, when you're winning on the pitch, no-one really cares. And it was only, I, I guess, in that last final 12 to 18 months when people kind of had seen this coming and said, what's going on here? Why are you not giving us these answers? Why are you being so standoffish? And really... It'd been like that for the whole five years, but when you're winning, no, like I say, no one gives a crap. I think Lopatigi will be a refreshing change. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good communicative skills. And um, look, it's it's not nervousness, is it? But you're always in that first meeting. You want to? He's probably checking you out. You're checking him out. Wow, chicken wow. Well, you, you know, you're going to be working
1: with this person for however you know however long he's in the job or. Maybe I'm in the job if I get sacked. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, you know, it's, it's, and it's important to have that relationship because you want to be able to absolutely. ask the right questions. At the same time, I, neither of us have ever shied away from asking the right questions when we have to. I, I, well, I say you, you just normally sit on your ass, but Wow, um, I knew he was going to say uh, that. He couldn't help it. He couldn't <laughs> let it go, could he? I, I, I was trying to give you praise alongside me, but you don't really do much, so I thought I'd better... Absolutely. Absolutely. Astonishing. It, it, you know Bruno was Bruno was great um, We've never shied away from, from being honest about it And saying look He was brilliant to work with He was a really Lovely guy um, He Invited us in Gave us great access mm-hmm. I Was able to ask Whatever question I liked As I say able to ask I, I would always ask anyway mm. But um, I knew that It, it was not going to become an issue By asking the question um, I would ask I asked a lot of tough questions Towards the end and, and He was always very Honest with me And um and that relationship never strained we're not necessarily going to get as good as that mm. with Lopetegi you know maybe it will we'll have to wait and see but from watching some of his interviews in English it seems his English is very good perhaps slightly better than Bruno's Bruno's was pretty good again we'll wait and see but um he seems fairly open so um and I think he's been quite keen to speak to the media as well on Monday as um from what I've been told so it's going to be it's going to be a really good and interesting conference that I'm sure is going to be very very busy every
0: man and his dog is going to arrive to talk to Big Loppy apart from me, uh, just to clarify <laughs> John, Johnny Drury will be there with Mr Liam Keen. I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> West, West Brom's Johnny Drury um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going on holiday on Sunday so Shopping. you're going away for on Thursday for a few weeks and I'm going away on Sunday for for a few weeks to um, taking advantage of the old winter break uh, to the old San Diego and you're going on a lovely trip, you're going on a train adventure aren't you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing like a mini interrail around Europe, so Poland, Czech Republic,
0: uh, Austria and Hungary. And I will be eating and not moving uh, in San Diego for three weeks, so... uh, I'll be doing a lot of that as well,
1: but just (laughs) trains in between. The train will be be transported. The train will be moving, I'll just be like,
0: yeah, a beached whale. So, um, yeah, I'll probably let you know now, this will be the last podcast, unfortunately, for three weeks... Um, so enjoy it. Listen to it. Rewind. <laughs> Play it. Take it all in. Play it at 0. 0.5 speed. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll be back the week commencing December the fifth. Uh, will be when we will be back on the podcast. Um, but yes, there will be three weeks without us, which we're very sad. But you know, it's winter break. You've got the World Cup. There's lots going on. No one's listening to yeah, this anyway. So. We're going to get pissed instead. Exactly. Well. Here you go. I'm <laughs> already pissed off that one beer. I'm telling you. I've got to drive. <laughs> Lovely, back. Wasn't it? um not it? Right. Uh, next one. Gaz Roberts. Why is it that uh, Triore and uh, Bubakar Triore, Hodge and Ronan are making Nunes look and look? Look, the, look. <laughs> 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 you are pissed. Gone. <laughs> no, he spelt it wrong. He's messed up his grammar. Look like the academy player, not the forty million pound player. Is it purely down to effort? Play out of position, but still showing way more. Uh, no, I don't think it's effort with Nunez. Aside from the Brentford game, I, you know, I caveat
1: that because I thought he, he looked very disinterested until his injury. Um, I think I think he's put a lot of effort in Nunez. He just, he just looks frustrated. He looks a little bit lost. Not in the right position, I would argue. He's an eight. I thought his best football came um, for Wolves so far this season, playing in a two in the four-two-three-one one away at Chelsea. Um, and I think he's suffered a little bit because of that. So I don't think it's an effort thing. Um, he just hasn't hit the ground running. And I, I'm confident, that, you know, the talent is there. And, the, and he, of course, he's still quite young as
0: well. And, and he'll come through, but time will tell. <laughs> Another question. Um, he says, Why do other stands get Madry on draft? And we get Tramp's piss cans of course, <laughs> in the lower Billy Wright. Coors is not a good beer. I quite like Coors. It's not a good beer. Mate. Why? It's just light. It's yeah. like drinking water. Exactly. Puss. Oh, Is that not a it's good not, thing? Uh, no, no, no. Really? You want, you want to... Saying that, I see everybody drinking Carling when I'm going through the stands. Carling reminds me of my university days back in Liverpool when I was 17. And that's absolutely dreadful. 17 at uni? Oh, 18. A bit, a bit young, mate. 18. There's no way you... I like him. No, <laughs> don't
1: say that. There's no way you drank Carling. Surely.
0: I drank a pint of Carling. Pound, I, I would,
1: because I'm a man of the people. You... Wash
0: it down with a takeaway. Or two, or three. Oh, I suppose... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it was bad I suppose, days, mate. I suppose at that age you'd be glad, yeah, you are a big lad, weren't you? Yeah, I was a big boy. I was a big boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Look. Okay, let's, let's address the elephant in the room, because there's so many questions about it. Raul Jimenez. Everybody's asking about it, so we're going to have... Let's go straight on. Let's stop the questions, because about eight or nine of them are on Raul. Um, Raul Jimenez... A lot of people are not happy, uh, especially tonight. Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Leeds United in the Carabao Cup. Raul Jimenez, who we put the story out earlier this week, will not play for Wolves, was named on the bench for Mexico tonight in their friendly pre-World Cup warm-up game. People are going absolutely bananas. He didn't come on. What's the situation with Raul? For me, regardless of the fact, the optics in the last two to three weeks... Have not been good. Mexico, Raúl, Wolves. There seems to be a situation going where not everybody's on the same page. It doesn't look good, especially when Wolves are struggling badly in the league. What's happening with Raúl Jiménez? Where is he at this? Where is he tonight? Where was he last week? Where is he this weekend? Because at the moment, it's a bit of a it, it's a bit of a shit show. I'll be honest, Liam. Mm.
1: I'm not going to argue <laughs> with that too much, to be honest. Um, so just to take it back very briefly, um, he spent three weeks uh, over in Mexico, uh, continuing his rehab um, during October. Um, that was under the guidance of the Mexico national team doctors. Um, but Wolves, it was Wolves' rehab plan for his groin injury. And Wolves' doctors and physios were spending a week out there at a time, going out there and seeing him and working with him as well. So Wolves had a had a grip on his rehab Albeit he was... In Mexico. In Mexico, albeit it wasn't at Compton. Um, he came back at the end of October, back to um, back to Compton. Uh, he's been doing training, individual training on the grass since
0: then. Doing, so how long was he at Compton for?
1: Uh, it was end of October, and then it was last week... So I no, earlier this... No, yeah, last week he went back to... So it was days. No, no, it was this week, sorry. Earlier this week, I'm getting my yeah. days mixed up. So he, he was only at... Maybe a week. A week max, I think, back at Compton, yeah. Um... And he was doing individual training on the grass, ball work. Um, So he's getting closer in terms of getting back to playing, but not ready to play yet. Um, The idea then, this week, was to send him off back to the Mexico team. They're they're in Spain, not in Mexico, um, doing their warm-up games. The the idea around that is to have him around the squad because he's not going to be fit to play for Wolves in this game, which obviously he didn't, and and against Arsenal. So here's... He wants to be fit for the World Cup now because he's not going to make it for Wolves in time. So to be around the squad, the idea was for him to be you know, integrated in and around and feel part of it, help him mentally and physically and maybe get back uh, quicker or get back healthy. That was part of the idea with him going to Mexico in the first place as well because he was around his family, he was around people he knew in in a setting that was comfortable for him as he was trying to get over quite a sort of chronic and annoying injury really. Mm. Um, Where this has gone wrong... On a couple of fronts, actually, one of them I'll we'll address first is that Raul Jimenez has not helped himself with the way he's addressed it online. Mm-hmm. Um, he's posting about sponsorships, he's posting about Mexico, and he's not saying anything about Wolves. So, Sometimes, when they're playing. Exactly. Those other two are fine to do, as long as you're addressing Wolves at the same time, and he's not been doing that. That's my biggest criticism of him, really, if I'm honest. Um and it's not because he doesn't like Wolves, it's not because he doesn't want Wolves to do well, it's not because he doesn't want to be at the club, but it's just a strange way of approaching it. And I think um, you can see his partner doing posts, and cryptic posts about, obviously, the criticism he's been getting.
0: They obviously hurt with the criticism. Of course they are. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, of course. They've taken it to heart. And, you know, some of it, I think, is, is shocking. Some of it, yeah. The criticism that he's got is bang out of order. Not people go, not people who are questioning, but people go over the top. And we know, we yeah, know that's what social media is. And you know, he's um, from a from a bloke point of view, he's a lovely bloke, and I think he's taken a lot to heart, and his family have, and you can kind of understand that
1: to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah, I think so.
0: But he's a professional footballer. He's not the only one who'll get criticism in his career, and Wolves have looked after him as well. Yeah, they really have looked after him, and I feel like. He has not really looked after them with some of the stuff that's gone on recently.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's the biggest criticism of him for me is that he's not um, addressed the elephant in the room really Um, and and just showing the fans a little bit of love. Um, Maybe he doesn't feel that... He should give it when he's been getting a lot of criticism, but you know, you you've, sometimes you've got to take the rough with the smooth. Mm. You've got to you've got to go out there and just just a, a, a post here and there about the result or about a certain player or whatever it might be, or can't wait to get back wolf emoji or something something even as trivial and as small mm-hmm. as that. I think would go a long way. So that's where he's gone wrong really. Um, so the idea this week, yeah, he's gone off to Spain. He's it's around the squad. He's been doing um, some training with them. So the warm ups, which is normal for a player that's injured to do warm ups, and then go away and do their own stuff. He's been doing some shooting drills, but not doing full team training. Um albeit again the videos coming out from Mexico is, is of him doing shooting drills. I mean
0: come on guys. And it
1: looks like he's doing full training and it, and it's a really bad look and that's Mexico's fault really um alongside to some extent Raul although although he doesn't have control over editorial control at least. Um, and then it all comes to a head tonight on, on Wednesday evening. They've got a friendly with Iraq and he's named on the bench now he sat on the bench and and we found this out obviously since he was first named on there but he sat on the bench in a cap a t-shirt and shorts on and trainers he's not playing he's he's never going to come on he's mm-hmm. not ready to play yet they yet mexico put his name in the graphic put that graphic out you go onto a website that has the teams for the friendly yeah. his, his name's on there yeah. nine raul Jimenez. He's, yeah. na- he's, he's named in the squad mm-hmm. It is exceptionally poor for Mexico. Really, really poor from them.
0: Wolves are then f- find out about it at the game. So wolves, what, wolves were oblivious no. that he was going to be <laughs> even named in their lineup, whether he's going to play or not. No, exactly.
1: Wolves find out about it while we're here, sat at Molyneux, contact Mexico to say, "What the hell's going on? Why, why is he named on the bench?" They come back to say, "He's been named on the bench so he can feel part of the team." Um, he, he, they even made a point of saying he's not. Dressed as if he's going to play, and obviously, the videos have shown that that is true. He's obviously in the t shirt, etc. Um, apparently, the head coach addressed it in the press comments, but I hadn't seen anything about that. I did see them talking about him possibly playing a week today against Mm. Sweden, yeah, having a part to play again. Not a great message to put out there, no. Um, and then they and then they look, they assured Wolves that he's not going to play, we're sorry about this, etc. etc. Wolves understandably not very happy about it because. The They've been made to look terrible. Exactly, the optics the whole way through have been so so poor. Um, where we stand now is that he look he didn't play and he wasn't going to play against Iraq. Mexico messed up big time with that. They've apologised. Um, he's not going to be fit until around about the end of the month, which could coincide with with World Cup games. We're going to find out whether he gets called up to the squad. I think we're expecting he probably oh, he's in the squad. We're sure. he probably he will be because he's their talisman. He's their mm. he's their biggest name. They want him there. And whether he plays a minute or not, we'll find out. But the whole thing has been a saga that is was avoidable, really, um, where Wolves initially could have communicated it a bit better. Then after that, things out of Wolves' control, Jimenez not approaching it very well, Mexico making big mistakes, and all of it has resulted in you know conspiracy theories and all mm. these kind of things where people, fans are, are assuming that he doesn't want to be around here anymore. And that's not the case. It's just that, they have not dealt the situation very well.
0: Let's say group let's say group game first game one. Game one, we're at Mexico. Raul Jimenez on the bench. Named the World Cup on the bench comes on last 15 20 minutes. Looks fine. Looks okay. Starts game two. Should Wolves fans be angry at that or has his injury just co- completely coincided with him being ready to go in this World Cup and he couldn't have done Wolves Mexico Raul couldn't have done anything about it apart from being available one week after Wolves have finished for the the mid-season break?
1: They could have done a lot about it in terms of dealing with it better, but in terms of all the information I've got in terms of his injury is that the timeline was really for him to come back end of the month which happens to coincide with World Cup games now people will think he doesn't want to play for Wolves but look back at every single time Steve Davis has answered questions about it oh we're not going to put a timeline on it it's not good for him It's of course he'll have known at that point and I've obviously found out since then and reported it since then but he'll have known at that point that he was probably not going to make it in time for, in time for Wolves and they didn't want to kill him you could understand that. if they, they, He's going to get absolutely slaughtered if that got out at, at the time that he was being asked. Uh, obviously, I've put it out since then that he's not going to play for Wolves before the World Cup. Um, and the timing does not look good for him. But it's been exacerbated by the fact that he, Mexico and Wolves to an extent, have not dealt with it well in, in the first instance. Had it been dealt with better, explained better, had Rao been doing his bit as I've already explained, and Mexico not messing up, then it would be less of an issue for Wolves fans. But it's become this big issue now that is almost becoming difficult to shake. And when he does play in the World Cup, if he does play, um, Wolves fans, we know what the reaction is going to be. It's, the Wolves fans are going to be furious about it. Um, and, they, and had they got ahead of it and dealt with it a bit better, I think it could have been avoided.
0: Now let's fast forward this to Wolves and let's fast forward this past the World Cup. Let's be honest. There needs to be some sort of reconnection here because let's say Raul Jimenez plays group game two or group game three. You never know, they might get through into the I don't know how I don't know what their group is actually. I mean you can get that out. <laughs> do you do you know what it is? Let me
1: let me try again. You up. can
0: find it out. But let's say he plays, let's say he plays two games or one and a half games and looks pretty fit and does okay. The absolute key from a reintegration point of view is getting Raul, Lopetegui and the crowd. All together in unison because Raúl Jiménez is essential. A fit and firing Raúl Jiménez, which we haven't seen for a long time, could be the difference between Wolverhampton Wanderers staying up or going down to the Championship in this Premier League. Now, we they may get another striker potentially. We know that Fabio is not going to come back. We know that you know we're not going to see, we're not going to see any other Diego Costa obviously, but he hasn't scored yet. You think that let's be honest. When Diego Costa comes back at the end of, you know, when, when he comes back on Boxing Day, he's the bench player you want for the last 15 or 20 minutes. He's not your starter, is he? You want Raul Jiménez to come on and score goals. He's your striker. He's your number one striker. Can he come back here? Can he get the fans back on side under a new manager and start scoring goals? Because that's the most important thing. Between now and the end of the season, don't give a crap about Mexico, to be honest... I care about Raul Jimenez scoring goals in a Wolverhampton Wanderers uniform.
1: Uniform? Yeah, good all American. <laughs> nice way to put it. Yeah. Uh, they're playing Poland, Argentina and Saudi Arabia.
0: So they might get second, potentially. Potentially. Potentially might get second. Or,
1: a, or Raul Jimenez brace knocks Messi out of the World Cup. Well,
0: um, no, let's hope not. Um, there's, some, there's definitely some bridges to build here, yeah, though, isn't right. there, when he comes back. And he's got to, he's got to want to do that. Because if he if he doesn't and he's a bit disinterested and he picks up a, another couple of niggles, we're going to get that toxic atmosphere back and we're going to get it threefold, fourfold, fivefold. And I feel Lopetegui, and that's why it's so important for him to come in, someone who's got stature, someone who's going to be um, respected, who needs maybe an arm putting around him. But he's probably going to have to say to Raul, look, you're my man here. I want you back. I need you back. And... He's going to be integral to, to coming. And he's coming back this weekend as well, Liam, which you didn't say, obviously. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, so yeah, he's coming back this weekend. Um, obviously, he'll be here for Lopetegui's arrival on Friday, meet him. I, I imagine he'll be watching the game on Saturday and then depending on him being called up.
0: That's an important yeah. meeting, though, yeah?
1: Between yeah, of them two it. this weekend? Yeah, massively, massively. Um, I'll play devil's advocate slightly and say, as far as Wolves and Wolves fans are concerned, if Jimenez does play the World Cup and he plays well, it could be good news for Wolves at the same time. Look, you've got, you've got to try and, and think about it positively. If, he, positively. if he comes back and plays well for Wolves, it's you know, happy days. Uh, at the same time, you hit the nail on the head there by saying he's got to want to mm. turn it around. Mm. Um, because the Wolves fans, they're not stupid. They, they will know whether he wants to or not. They'll be able to sense it. And I'm talking about in this stadium. Social media is a different thing, a different beast. Uh, there's a lot of noise on social media, a lot of it unwarranted, some of it warranted in the stadium, they'll be able to tell if he wants to be there or not. They'll be able to tell if he wants it for Wolves, which I think he will. I think he will. Um, and, if, and if he shows that, the fans will get behind him in the yeah. stadium 100% straight away. The, the, the song will come out. They'll be behind him. If they don't, they will also go the other way and they'll sh- and they'll make their voices heard. So if he shows that and, he, and if he wants to do it, it can be done and this can all be forgotten about and hopefully lessons learned from mm. it. But if he doesn't, he he may not be a Wolves player much longer because once you lose that that connection it's difficult to get it back
0: Call it now uh, Raul Jimenez meets up with the the training camp maybe late on so they've obviously got that first game in the Carabao but 26th and then 31st and then we get into January Raul Jimenez is fit he's playing he's done okay do Wolves go and get another striker Uh, in January yeah I think so you think they do If
1: if he comes back and he's firing which is of course he's not really been firing for 18 months so it's difficult to say then maybe not but I think if he I think if he's come back he's playing okay he's playing games and he's fit they maybe go down the loan market route or perhaps a versatile forward rather than an out-and-out striker but they go for someone I think they go for someone along those lines because they they need goals goals Mm. is the biggest thing that they need to improve Mm. on um, and they may need to go into the market to get that
0: Okay, interesting. Um, Look, long chat about Jimenez, but you can understand why, of course, with everything that's gone on tonight. Um, We'll take some more questions, uh, and then we'll obviously preview the game on Saturday. When will Yerson Mosquera get his chance, says Wolves' latest. I mean, I made this big post today saying, (laughs) can't wait to see Yerson Mosquera dominate tonight, and he's been waiting. Obviously, came on, nearly came on on Saturday, and he's on the bench again. What's Yerson Mosquera feeling at this moment in time?
1: Um, when am I gonna get a get a chance? <laughs> um yeah, feel a little bit bad for him, but I, I did predict that Collins and, and Kilm would play today, so I'm not massively surprised. Alright, alright. Uh, I got it right, come oh, on. Hey, right. I only got actually only got two wrong for my predicted team, I'm quite impressed with. Mm. Um so yeah, I um he's the kind of player that is probably going to have to get more minutes with the twenty ones this season um and potentially go on loan. Um, even as early as, as January, if Wolves can bring some players in. Um, Steve Davis already hinted to say that Lopetiqui may want to bring some some defenders in, using his own opinion to say that Wolves need some quality in defence, basically, in a roundabout way of saying it. Um, and if that's the case, if they bring some defenders in, he'll be the first one out the door to go on loan. You have to remember, think yourself back to deadline day in 1st uh, uh, of September. He was about to go on loan to, to a French club and it got pulled because the Dawson deal didn't go through. Mm. So he, w- I, w- I would expect that deal to probably get done for him to go on loan somewhere, provided they could get cover, because he's, unless all of a sudden Lopetegui takes a shine to him and he starts playing in week in, week out, which seems unlikely, um, that's the best way for him to develop now, because he's not going to get
0: minutes, I don't think. George Brown, how big is Lopetegui's job to keep this team up? Tonight was tragic, he says. And does Ruben Neves have to be sold to bring in the additions we need?
1: Uh, no, no, I don't think so. And uh, there's absolutely zero desire from Wolves to let him go in January. Um, in the position they're in, to let their best player go would be absolutely criminal. Um, it would have to be, uh, you know, an offer too good to turn down for them to even to consider it. Um, so I think it's very unlikely. Of course, the likelihood of him leaving in the summer is massive, but in terms of January, we're expecting not not to happen. Um, so no, I don't think that needs to happen for them to bring players in. They'll, you know, they they'll have to make some additions. They'll they'll have the loan market to their advantage as well. Um, they this team needs this. I keep coming back to this team needs additions. It needs goals. Um, but Neves is not key to uh, key, Neves is in the opposite way is so key to staying for that to happen rather than him having to go. Um,
0: and Laporte's got a big job in his hands. Ellis Leeson says, other than Sarr and Neves, who were the three, first three names on the team sheet for Lopetegui? Good question.
1: Um, oh, apart from Sarr and Neves, yeah. I would say, at this moment in time, Daniel Pedentz. Hodge. <laughs> Remember when you said it was... What do you say? You thought his name was John, was it? Was that the first, <laughs> something like that. Maybe. In pre-season. Um, I would say... Yeah, John Hodge, yeah. I would say uh, Daniel Pedentz. Okay, interesting. For me, genu- I, I really do think that at the moment because I think okay. he's one of the players that, um, well, he's one of the few forwards that's actually done much okay. <laughs> in terms of scoring goals. And I would say Max Kilman. Mm-hmm. Do you say three? I'm just going yeah, to say two. Yeah, I'd <laughs> yeah. say so, wow. uh, Let me think of another one. Um, it's tough because I think, I'll mean, go Adama Traore. I'll go them. Okay. Uh, Adama Traore, Max Kilman, and Pedence. I'd be tempted to say Collins, but I can see Wolves. Making some additions and maybe giving players breaks here and there. Really? Okay. Kilman and Collins are both very good players, but their experience, I think, is letting them down at the moment, and they're in a bit of a rut. They're having good games, they're both good against Brentford, and then they're having very iffy games, and they were, particularly Collins, was mm, a little bit shaky at times tonight against Leeds. So, uh, yeah, I think I'd go with them three.
0: Um, I, I would suggest two of those three, and I'd add Matias Nunez. I think Nunes will be one of his key players in this. But we'll see how it goes. I, I
1: almost went there. I thought about it. But you didn't. But I didn't.
0: <laughs> uh, right, OK. A lot of people are about exactly the same. Here we go. Um, Is Bubi the greatest midfielder the world has ever seen, says Jack. I love it. Uh,
1: yes. Yeah. Let's just go with there. Well, him and uh, Hodge, obviously. A
0: few people saying this, Liam. So I know you've got you've got an opinion on it. Pete? Dexter to Lemberkieser to start right back on Saturday. Came oh, on for all of how many? Uh, God, what? World actually, class, actually, though. I've, I've got it here. World class, Liam. It
1: was, oh my word. I've just realised from my report that is on the website, mm. I forgot to put Lemberkieser that's coming on. Wow! I've just got to check. I've just got to check. This chump.
0: What, what minute did you come on? Do you want me to find it for you? That was a mistake. Well, you can um, talk right and I'll find it for you.
1: Yes, you're obviously referring to a joke that I made in pre season when I when I referred to him as world class, um, which obviously was a joke. But I also every time I've seen him, I've liked. Eight minutes came on the eighty second minute. Eighty second minute. Um, Could we change that online? Is that right? Yes, <laughs> I'll change it after <laughs> this. Yes. Uh, well, I
0: sat on my ass and don't do anything, so I'll just I'll just, I'll just edit, edit your errors, mate. You know. <laughs> oh, whatever. No one reads my stuff anyway.
1: Um, no, he. Uh, yeah, I, I like what I've seen with him. Every time I've watched him play, look really good for the twenty ones and twenty threes. Obviously, last season. Um, I thought he did pretty well when he came on. He got a good cross in, a decent forest forward, passing side, good def- defensively. But let's not get carried away. You know, He wasn't. He didn't have a lot of time to make a huge impact. I, I, I'd be very surprised if he starts against Arsenal. The only reason he may start against Arsenal is because of how poor Samedo and Johnny have been. And that it's Steve Davis who has obviously not been afraid to put youngsters in. But I find it very difficult to believe that he'll get... They will get in, but I do think he's a player that you know keep an eye on, and he and he could be one of the next crop that eventually come through.
0: Uh, has Johnny evolved into the modern day Darren Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> says, uh, says Jay. Look, I mean, look, it, I, I don't think it was massively serious, but I don't. I expect him will be a major doubt for Saturday. Um You'd going expect into Saturday. so. Yeah. So we'll see, and we'll we we'll obviously discuss the team coming up uh, in that one. Right. Word from our sponsors, Kettle Toaster Man. Thank you very much for your questions, by the way. Liam, do you want me to talk about kettles or toasters? Erm, um,
1: hmm... I'll go kettle, I like a good brew.
0: Well, you know, yeah, I'm talking about toasters cos that's what I've got queued up here. <laughs> so it's 50-50 Why did chance. Why me that? It was a 50-50 chance, and you messed up. Um, I'm changing the uh, thing from the, the report while you're doing that. Keno, um, <laughs> what, 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 what do you get paid an hour here, what do you reckon? Expressing style, you're de- on.
1: I'm, well, even if I knew the answer, I wouldn't be telling you.
0: OK, well, I reckon you it's, get paid... Especially not on a public platform. Like I reckon this. you get paid about, let's say, Express and Star, you're one of the top reporters. I would say you're on about seven pounds an hour. So <laughs> so if you work, Kino, just an hour and twenty minutes in your day, you could be able to buy a two-slice lime toaster brand new. And I'm telling you what, it looks the absolute it looks the dogs. It looks the absolute dogs. It's absolutely superb. Come have a look. Come have a look. It's coming around, around here. It's the first time we've done a podcast together this season, so uh Uh, in person look at that do you like a bit of that yeah no it looks good mate Okay, what about this one the cherry red toast a tenner (laughs) Okay, the red ones actually ok he (laughs) didn't didn't like the lime he turned his nose up at the lime I I won't tell you what he did with his fingers you're not meant to say that this is the sponsor no it's fine it's fine No, it's it's not for everybody that's fine two cherry two sliced red cherry toast a brand new ten of your English pounds Ten pounds. That's ounce. very cheap, to be fair. I'm looking through though. There's there's 19 pages of toasters on Kettle and Toaster Man. 19 pages. <laughs> it doesn't mess around. From beautiful swans, you can have four. You can have eight. You can swans. have 12. Yeah, this um, the new Swan toaster st o two o Pern Retro. <gasps> oh, now we're talking. Uh, we are desperate to come. Actually, we're going to come after this break, aren't we? We're going to come to Kettle and Toaster Man. You keep badgering me, but we will Mate, come. When are we going to sort this out? Mate, there's some be- there's some beautiful toasters. There. I think I might have to buy one as well. Tell you what, though, I'm not really into my toast, so that's why. Tell you what I like, a toasted crumpet. I had a toasted crumpet on Friday. Just toasted one slice, toasted crumpet, a lot of lure pack on it. Oh yeah, just seeping in. But you got to leave it for a little bit, so it seeps in, so it's moist You're when you bite into much, it, mate. into Oh mate, that's like nine quid a tub at the moment,
1: isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. You, they've got the security tags on Tesco with lure Are they? Crazy? Shut up! I'm not joking. That was what? Because of the cost of living crisis, the prices went up, and people were nicking Lurpacks. Like, Are you joking, I'm not, mate? I'm not messing around. Oh, with I've you.
0: never been to a Tesco in my life, mate. I'll be honest. <laughs>
1: So wait waitress or bust
0: no I've, I've never just in marks and sparks before
1: <laughs> oh
0: god heart bleeds for you uh, our beautiful sponsors thank you as ever right uh, you talked about someone who may may or may not be looking over his shoulder Nathan Collins how would you like to win a Wolves shirt signed by the man the number four
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was not prepared for you to say that. So I was just, like, I was sort of in my own world for a second. Uh, I would, I, you know, I like to. I, I keep saying this every week. I collect shirts, signed shirts. I love all that stuff.
0: So you're looking at a, a Colin signed shirt plus a Pedro Neto signed and frame montage. Plus a well, Jimenez signed and framed Wolves <laughs> montage. You're looking at two hundred and fifty quid probably overall. I would have thought you'd pay for all those three. Wait, whoa, f- whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa! No, you you'd pay way more than that. Oh really? You, you might be talking two fifty for one of them.
0: Oh really? Wow.
1: Especially if it, actually, especially if it's framed.
0: It's framed. You're
1: talking about all framed. You're talking two fifty for one of them.
0: Oh wow! So that and then there's Give some and pictures. Take. Okay, so let's say maybe three four hundred quid's worth of stuff. Easily. Two pound thirty six for an entry. With football prices, get yourself online Wednesday, next Wednesday, seven thirty. One hundred forty-nine tickets available. It's just gone online today. There's already six that have been sold. Two pound flying at the door. Get, pa- get your hands on them quick. Pa- There's only hundred forty-three <laughs> more. Two pound thirty-six. Ten percent discount code. Wolves police. so two pound thirty-six. Ten percent discount code gets you how much off, Liam?
1: Wait, say that again, what was
0: £2. it? £2.36, here we go. 10 You get 10% discount. off. Oh, God. So what's that giving you off, Liam? Uh, Maths year three. £2.36.
1: Uh, I'm actually struggling, I don't know. It's
0: <laughs> move, the, <it's> the point that's... <laughs> move the decimal. £2.36, which is getting you off... I don't
1: care. <laughs> oh yeah. hey, I
0: don't care. It's getting about twenty-four PR. I was going to say twenty-three. <laughs> no, PM. I don't actually, I was I was you that say. Uh, you're that one in the class saying I was going to say that. Back I, to I the, was. I was never good at maths. To the back of the classroom. No, you're not. Or English I, or writing. Um, right, move on. You're right, good right. At on your Wolves arsenal, right? against. You've already had that one. Wolves against Arsenal. Seven forty-five. Yeah. By the way, what the hell is that about? Yeah, not happy here. Yeah. Is, Saturday night. I, I actually don't know.
1: I need to. I've, Probably should have done this before the podcast, perhaps. Mm. Uh, is it on TV or not? Ah. Oh. <laughs> because why the hell is it 7.45 on a Saturday? That is so it's stupid. It's got moved for
0: TV, so I'm sure it will be.
1: That's well, I it. assumed it would be if it's on 7.45. There'd be no other reason to have it on.
0: but Yes, Sky Sports, live, 7.45. They've got Newcastle-Chelsea at 5.30 and Wolves-Arsenal 7.45. That's, it's stupid, mate. It's crazy. I mean, it's the World Cup, into that's why as well. Let's do it you on know, a so. Sunday instead. Like. No, because then I will not be able to attend, so this is perfect for me. Exactly, do it on the Sunday. Wow, it's the dream for you. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> you might get a tweet, more than eight likes. <laughs> that's, there's no need for that. Um, Wolves against Arsenal. Look, I'll be honest, we're both very nervous. Oh, we are scared. Oh, we're very scared. Look... I mean, we haven't even discussed the Brighton result, and I'm not going to, but again, another game where Wolves have gone from a winning position and lost the game, which is criminal, absolute criminal. When you can't score goals and you're getting beat, that's one thing, but when you do eventually score and you're winning a game and then you end up losing it, again, it's terrible. Nelson Semedo, we've talked about it. I'm not going to go over it. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he's recalled after that absolute disgrace. They might not have any
1: choice. Well, they might
0: not. No, you're right. Um, and look, he's, he's got a few. He's got to right a few wrongs for me. Um, Team wise, what are we looking like? And does it even matter the way that Arsenal are playing at this moment in time? Uh, very quickly on Arsenal. And um, by the way, I've got a theory of how to beat them. Okay, well
1: Maybe you should give Lopetegui a call. Because ca- he's a uh, he's, he's easier man.
0: Carry on. Carry um,
1: on. So yeah, I, I watched the the Arsenal game against Chelsea last Sunday. Um, I was I was working actually on Sunday, you know, slaving away. You were sat there asking, probably. I'm assuming.
0: Um, um, I think you found out I was working on Sunday as well, Liam. Keane. Oh
1: yes, I know you were, but you weren't doing much, were you? What? <laughs> wow. Just taking some video report putting it online and sitting wow,
0: around. Wow, wow, anyway, you're astonishing. Anyway,
1: stealing a living. So, carry on. <laughs> um, watching Arsenal in that game, uh, they they weren't. You know, incredibly clinical, or obviously it was only one 0 in the end. So it wasn't a, a you know a, in terms of a you know a high scoring scoreline, but the control they exerted over Chelsea was so impressive. They dominated so many aspects of that game, and they look like a real outfit. They, they look like a, a team. They look like a squad that is a, is capable of of, of uh, winning the title. I, I think, if I'm honest, they went out of steam, and I don't want to hedge my bets too early. But I do think they've run out of steam. At the moment they're on an absolute flying run and they look brilliant. Obviously, tonight they've lost three one to Brighton in the Cup, which would be which would be disappointing for them, but they put out very much a second team, other than Saliba played. Um but other than that, most players were, were pretty much second fiddle. Um and they'll come very strong uh, to Molyneux on Saturday. Um Oh man. <laughs> Mate, why did you have to start laughing? You knew what I meant. You're actually sick in the head. What is what is carry
0: wrong? On. What is wrong with you? Carry on, carry on.
1: <laughs> anyway, they will come extremely...
0: No, no, I'm not going to go there again. So <laughs> your face. as one o'clock in the morning. Come on, they're not people listening to ten in the morning. Let alone one. Oh, who
1: cares? Wow. Um, let me look at their their team first Martinelli Jesus Saku who expects a front three brilliant midfield Jacket uh, Partey I already got I mean they, all over the place they look a real
0: Zinchenko back in the side now as Zinchenko's well Zinchenko's
1: back Gabriel and Saliba both very strong in defence Ben White's doing well at right back Rams Ramsey's a good goalkeeper. They look very, very, very strong at the moment. Um, and that's what concerns me, is the, is the control they, they exerted over Chelsea. If they do that to Wolves and they stop Ruben Neves, who, let's be honest, is the key to Wolves having any success, um, they could have a very easy afternoon. Or evening, rather. So let's hope that, that Wolves are able to to hold in there, to be honest, and, and get some sort of result. Where I th- How I think Wolves will play, um, I think it, for the most part, it picks itself, to be honest. I think... Sar obviously comes back in. I think Smaila comes back in um, with, with Johnny being being potentially injured. Um, Collins and and, and Kilman. I would imagine Bueno comes back in as well. Midfield of probably uh, Neves, Matinho, and then it depends on Nunes being fit. If he's fit, he plays, if not Biba Catturri. Front three, there's only real one position that is up for grabs. I would argue Adama and Huang probably both start. And you're probably between Pedence and Gedez. For me, I would play Pedence. But 85-90% of that team picks itself. Um, Which is partly down to the fact that they haven't got many other options.
0: Mm. That's just the way it is. So, let's be honest, right? Wolves are expected to get beat. And probably get beat heavily. Probably two or three. You'd that's, have thought that's so. That's what people are expecting, yeah. And to be honest, I think I think me and you were expecting that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, if they go for it and go gung ho, they get beat. If they sit back and soak it up and try and get a draw or nil nil, they get beat. And if they try and just get one on the counter attack, they probably get beat, Liam. That, that's let's be honest. That's the situation we're looking at, which is a sad situation to be, but it is probable. For me, there's one way that they can potentially get a result here. And it's not a pretty way, but it's Steve Davis's last game... I know what you're going to say. Don't do it. I... Oh, you know <laughs> what I'm going to say. It's Steve Davis's last game. I'm not, this isn't personnel-wise or anything like that. Oh, OK. No, no, no it's not, it's not. it's not going back to a back five That's or, what or what whatever. Gonna no, gonna no, say, no. Yeah. The one thing that you've got, and you need to get this home crowd going, and you need to get them going early on, you've got all these internationals for Arsenal, ready to go with the World Cup one day away, With before they go and meet, they're going to link up with Brazil and everyone else, there will be a small little doubt, tiny way, some, somewhere right at the back of their minds, saying, don't get injured today. Don't get injured. Just be careful. Play the game. Hopefully they make it easy for us. Hopefully there's lots of space. Let's pass it about. Let's play. Let's score some lovely goals. Let's get out of here. For me, Steve Davis has got to take this team old school. You have got to get through them. You have got to be attacking. You've got to be aggressive. You've got to put some tackles in, and you've got to do. You've got to really, really be aggressive. And if that means taking a few bookings to start with and getting amongst them, then that so be it. That is the way you've got to go. And for me, if you're Wolves, you go and rough Arsenal up in that. You make it a physical battle from the first ten or fifteen minutes. You see who fancies it. And I tell you what, let's say Bubacar Troy goes straight through, flipping, I don't know, Martinelli, minute three, you have the booking, you have the crowd off their seat ready to go and they'll know they're in a game. You use the five substitutes to your advantage. You need to take them off because they're on bookings, then take them off, but get through them. You see if they fancy it, you see if they don't want to know, because I guarantee you when they do that, and let's see how the referee plays it, but if he's letting a couple go and you make it physical, I guarantee there'll be a few people there going... Mm. I know we're doing well don't Fancy this, I want to be on that flight going to the World Cup for me. That's the only way Wolves have a shout, but they have got to be physical from game one, and that's how they get a result in this game.
1: My word, that was a motivational speech. I'm just saying, I, I feel like I'm ready to go, I'm ready to do
0: a two footer on Xhaka right now. I, I, Let's that, go. I'm just saying, if your Steve Davis is your last game, you say you go back, you go old school, you go British, Steve Davis as British as they come, you come in there, you, you give it to them, you go through come them, on. you go Let's through them, on. yes, and you bloody kill them, and then we'll see you standing there end of the game um, you might been... be down to four men you, you, but... yeah you might be but um, I'm not going to argue we... with you I, yeah. think
1: I think it's quite a good challenge. I think you've got to be the only thing that goes against Wolves with that mm. is Wolves also have a couple of players that don't want to get injured and go to the World Cup
0: yeah but I think they've got less though but,
1: no you're right they do mm. they do have less so it plays to their advantage and maybe you I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as far as saying you take Neves out and don't start him no 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 obviously not but maybe you play it to your advantage if you have to bring someone off and you bring on a little ratty player, yeah. and, and I mean that as a, as a, as a positive, mm. like Joe Hodge, yeah. who really does put a
0: tackle yeah. in, who gets amongst them, get him on there for the last 15, 20 as well. And That's why i start triori mate. I'd start trying, He's on a high, go through him, you know, let, never, you sit in the middle of the pitch, you, you, you bang it, you, you yeah. orchestrate it on or Moutinho, it. but you get into them. You get into them. <laughs> and I'm up. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what you've got to do. If you're going to get something, You got because the crowd will love it. The crowd love it, and they want to see. It. They want a bit. The, what they have not seen by this team is some flipping commitment in the last few weeks, and that will be a committed show. And if they do it, and they go down one nil or two one, and they've been in a war, then fair enough. But I think that that is how they get a result of this game. I'm not saying a win but a result, and that would be huge. Even a point would be huge going into the break.
1: Play this podcast in the dressing room before the game. <laughs> They're going to be absolutely fired up.
0: People are listening to this now going, what are you talking about, Judy? You know, absolutely nothing. You're ridiculous. But for me... And they'd be right. <laughs> they would be right. But for me, think, driving to the game today, I'm thinking, how do they get a result? I'm talking about this podcast. How do they get a result against Arsenal? For me, that is the way they do it. I'm not going to argue with you, because I can't, I can't
1: give you an alternative way of doing it, because Arsenal at the moment are that good. Um, and I think it's a I think it's a pretty good way of going about yeah. it I think you've got to be rough aggressive and someone like Bubakar Truro is the kind of player you want in that, in that Absolutely.
0: moment
1: he's going to give the ball away a couple of times yeah. he's going
0: to make a few yeah. mistakes not just, a, not but just tack- tackling but for, for me Scrapping Col- as well Collington Kilman they're not aggressive enough They're too nice They're the they're two massive blokes And they're like they're, they're Get in the opposition box Start shoving Start elbowing Start getting amongst it You know what I mean? Squaring up S- get, get Just get them anxious You know Get Partey going He's frustrated Ramazel can get wound up From time to time Zin can get wound up Let's be
1: honest Jacques is ready to go Yes whenever, whenever, that's whenever, what I'm saying Whenever, yeah, whenever these He's people, ready to go But mate. they're
0: not because They're having 85% possession in the game They're making 20 shots They're looking beautiful football Make it a game Yeah Right, let's finish it off with... Have a, it. Let's have it. Let's have a prediction. Prediction, go, 4-0 Arsenal. I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> Wolves nil, Arsenal 3. No, I'm going to say that they do. I'm going to say they make it physical. I'm going to say they make it brutal. I reckon it could be a cracking game. I'm going to say that that everyone comes off battered and bruised. Arsenal have been in the game. I'm going to say Wolves 1, Arsenal 1.
1: will go Wolves 1, Arsenal 2.
0: OK, OK. But
1: uh, in a similar vein to what you said, I think Arsenal's quality will prevail. But I think even if Wolves can get amongst them, ha- have a bit of... Mm. Positivity, mm. and even if they do lose, come away. Fans come away from Mon, you know, and the fan, the players are giving it their all. You can come back after the break. A new era, a new dawn, with a new manager, and hopefully
0: and four suspensions. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, and and, pl- and plenty of young players on the bench, probably. Yeah. But you know, at least at least there'll be something to to, to work from, a, a platform to build. Mm.
0: Let's get through them! Come on! That's the way to do it. Blimey. Um, right, it's uh, ten past one. we better go because it's 18 minutes, this podcast. But we've enjoyed it. Lots to talk about.
1: Didn't we send me a quick 45
0: We did, yeah. eighty minutes later. It's fine. we oh. both got to work tomorrow. Oh, no, you're off tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, shock. Yeah, I'm in in uh, seven hours' time. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you all on Saturday from me, from Kino. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye!